Hey y'all, it's Patty, and if you are looking for those Run Disney 101 uh, episodes that I promised, I ran into a bit of a snag. I started updating those and listening to them, thinking I could just repurpose, but as I listened to the first one, I realized uh, that's not correct anymore. Oh, nope, that's going to confuse people. Mm, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. So in other words, there's a lot of information that has changed since I first recorded these, and I want to make sure you get the most accurate Run Disney experience as you can. Therefore, I am re-recording uh, those uh, entire episodes, so it's going to take me a little bit longer. I hope to have them out very soon for you, but I just want to touch base in case you were uh, looking forward to those. They're coming. They're coming. It's just going to take me a little bit of time to um, make sure I have everything accurate for you. Okay? All right. On with the show. To all who come to our happy place, welcome to the No Guilt Disney Podcast, Season 3, where we have no guilt about our love for all things Disney. We are three Disney fangirls who never thought that we would be doing this for three years. (laughs) (laughs) And here we are. I completely agree with that. (laughs) Hello, everyone. Uh, My name is Teresa, and you can find me on Twitter at Gertie the Dino. I'm Jane, and you can find me on Instagram at RealMouseWifeWDW. Hey, y'all, I'm Patty Holiday from NoGuiltDisney.com and No Guilt Travel, a travel agency that specializes in Disney and Universal vacations. You can find me on all socials at No Guilt Life. And as we've just mentioned, welcome to season three to year three of the No Guilt Disney podcast. I think uh, Facebook Memories like just served it up yesterday or the day before that we had hit Like that was when we announced that we were a thing and that we were live and had episodes and such. Uh, So it was kind of exciting. So hi, ladies. Happy year three. Thanks thanks for having me back. (laughs) (laughs) We're all in this together. I mean, come on, y'all. It's it's happening. We're going to stick this out. Okay. Um, So... Yeah, it's been a little bit of a hiatus. I know anybody that uh, listened to me talking about Run Disney last week by myself was probably going, all right, Patty, great, but enough of you. Where where are the girls? Where's Teresa? Where's Jane? Um, both ladies are now talking from their new locations. They each had to move over the holiday time frame, which was kind of why it took us a while to, to get back in the swing of things. Um, but I think everyone's settled now. Yes? We good? Yeah, pretty yes. much. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Also, a side note with new um, locations, Teresa has pointed out that she's living very near a train track. So there's a possibility that um, you may catch some train noises here and there, but, you know, we'll try our best to minimize that and to edit that out as best as we can. Yes, like I, I can't promise if while I'm talking, you just might hear a train horn emphatically agreeing with me in the background, but we will try to catch those. <laughs> you know, if I close my eyes, I can see it as the Walt Disney World Railroad. Exactly. And- We're just getting into theme, into the environment. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Well, welcome to season three, where we now have sounds. Right. <laughs> We're getting even more professional. Oh, oh so oh, pro. No. <laughs> so we make such promises. <laughs> um, all right, so we decided uh, we're going to kick off this year with something that is 
near and dear to both Teresa and I's heart. Like we absolutely geek out and love this topic and we have roped Jane into it for 2022. So she is like the newcomer to D23 Expo. Teresa and I have some experience and we are going to share our thoughts and talks about that. And um, we hope you guys are going to, at the very least, if you're not going, get excited enough to follow along with the adventures because D23 Expo is just one of the coolest things that I've ever experienced. And I've done it three times now. This will be my fourth year. Um, Teresa, I think you're on the same track as me. Maybe you've been to one more than me. No, this will be my third time with an asterisk. So 2015 was my first trip to Disneyland, which just coincidentally happened to be the same weekend that D23 Expo Ah. was happening. So I did part. Well, and oddly enough, you guys will love this. So the one D23 thing I did that year was I participated in the 2.3 mile fun run they did like before Expo started that day. Yes. So I did a run Disney thing. At D23 Expo without actually going to Expo. <laughs> that's crazy. That's Who crazy. am I? <laughs> yeah. Um, that's funny that you did that uh, because that was a hot, hot ticket item to get into in the Run Disney Circle. So look at you go. Look at me. <laughs> mm. Okay. Um, for anybody who is sitting there going, all right, whatever, but what's D23 Expo, right? So let's talk about what D23 Expo is. Um, Teresa, what's D23 So D23 is, it's the big fan club for Disney fans, kind of celebrating, you know, 1923, Walt Disney Company. Um, So D23 is where you can come and learn anything relating to, anything relating to Disney. It kind of covers all, all branches of the company. So films, parks, music, uh, that they just, they get all into it. If there's any aspect of Disney that you are into, D23 has something for you. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, the D obviously stands for Disney and 23 represents 1923, which was the year that Walt Disney made it to California for the first time. Um, So D23 Expo is like this big, huge fan event. And when is it happening this year, Jane? It is happening in um, September of this year, September 9th, 10th and 11th. Um, it'll be held at the Anaheim Convention Center. And that's about all I know. It was just <laughs> sort of like, let me tell everybody how things like this happen. We're in a text, a group text, and and Patty and Teresa are having a whole conversation. And I'm very busy working and being exceptional at my day job, uh-huh. as one is. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what this is, but what do I need to buy? <laughs> And that's what happened. It was like, sign up for this and go buy tickets tomorrow. And I was like, okay, that's what I'm doing. And that's what you did. And so Jane is going to her first D23 Expo. Woo! Just hands. I'm totally doing them over here. I'm doing the dance, the chair dance. (laughs) Very excited. So um, Jane, as she's admitted, like knows nothing. She's going to ask all the questions um, while we're having some of these discussions. And then Teresa and I will give you our experience. Um, What I think is kind of cool cool about the three of us in particular talking about D23 Expo is as Teresa mentioned, it is something, there's something for every member of the Disney fandom at Expo because 
they are really catering to whatever your geek is like you can you can you know get excited about um at this event for me it's movies and tvs right i love celebrity i love fangirling i love um all the movies i probably see i go to movie theaters and um at least once a week um and i cried so much when COVID was happening and theaters were closed because I love that experience. So I am all about movies or the the latest binge shows or whatever's coming out on D23 or at Disney Plus, you know, I'm all about it. So that's where kind of my focus ends up being. Teresa, you have a little bit different experience. What are what do you focus at for D23 Expo? Yes. So if you have listened to this podcast in the past, this will not come as a shock to you. I am fully there for the the parks and resorts panels, mm-hmm. for the Disney, the archive stage, for just all of those little bits of Disney history, or just kind of like the, the interesting pockets of the fandom, where this is the one place where you can hear somebody talking about, you know, food at Disney, or you'll hear... It's a panel they've done in the past where they'll have like the character voices kind of come out and doing things. Um, you'll have some Imagineers kind of talking about their history with the company. Or I think last time they had a panel. This is the panel name. Disneyland 59, Matterhorn, the Monorail, and Submarine Voyage. So they will get into like the nitty gritty of any any aspect of Disney that you might care about. Mm-hmm. And I like, you know, for me, that is hearing the people who kind of influenced some of these these attractions or, you know, seeing some of this original concept art that you don't have a chance to see anywhere else. And then Jane, what are you going for? What, what, what did you tell me your main question was? Uh, my question was, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, very important. Uh, are there costumes that we can wear? And what can I purchase in merchandise? <laughs> <laughs> Jane is the merchandise queen. And so that was her thing was like, okay, but are there exclusive things on each day do I need to go for? Or do I need to be there early for this? Like, what do I need to do to get in line to shop? Where if you know anything about me, I'm like, that's a, that sounds like pure torture. I'm just like, yeah, you're on your own sister because I ain't doing that. Um, so I'll be standing in line for hours and hours and hours for the small chance that I might get to breathe the same air as Chris Evans, which I have done before y'all. And it's amazing. It smells so good. Um, where Jane is just the opposite. She will stand for hours and hours to buy the neatest, coolest, latest widget wug. Starbucks cup. I don't know, man. She's got all kinds of stuff that she loves. Um, and then Teresa, I don't know that you stand for hours and hours because your panels tend to be the more quirky kind of off the beaten path things that are very important for a smaller subset. So you're not like with the rest of us crazies, except for that Disney parks panel, which I know is your number one, like big deal. You got to see that one every year. Yes. And I do. So yeah, my standing for hours and hours is me getting there many hours before it opens so I can get in early. Mm -hmm, (laughs) So mm -hmm. I'm not an overnighter. I will preface that now. I'm not an overnighter, but I will arrive pre 6 a.m. to stand in line outside of the convention center. I don't know what the status of the overnight panels will be. And that's something we can just jump in right now. Um, when I went um, in 2015 for the first time, I was adorable. I knew nothing, like zero zilch zip. Um, all I knew was that I had um, some blogging friends had gone the year before. 
and it looked really cool and it looked really right up my alley because they were Disney bounding and, um, you know, it was just all about Disney. And of course it was next door to Disneyland. So you don't have to like twist my arm to go to that. Right. So in 2015, I showed up on, um, the first day, like I showed up the morning of the first day. So I showed up at like 930 on Friday morning, thinking I was going to be able to walk right into the legends panel. And by show up, I mean, I got off an airplane at 930 that morning and was like, oh, I'll just drive straight over there. I'm staying across the street at the Red Lion and I'll just be able to walk right in. Oh, no, 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 my friends. No, 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 no. I showed up and there were more lines than I could have ever dreamed of in my life outside of the Anaheim Convention Center There, I couldn't you couldn't even tell where the line started or ended. It, it, they were wrapped around and went in and out, went down streets. It was wrapped around all these buildings and hotels. I was so confused. And I was texting friends who were inside and who were in line for the Legends panel. And they were like, yeah, I don't know how you're going to get in here. And I was just like, I can't miss it. This is why I'm here. I wanted to see this so bad. Anyway, I don't know how it worked out. I honestly don't. I, I remember standing in line and it and being out in the sun because it was start that was starting to get hot, which was also a rare thing in Southern California to me. But by ten o'clock in the morning, it was the sun was really getting strong, and um, I just kept like kind of getting out of line and walking around and trying to figure out like how to get in because my friends kept describing, no, we got in on this left hand side, like you know, there was a specific line that was for the legends panel. Well, that was the overnight line, right? They had Mm -hmm. shut that off, you know, before the rest of the people showed up to get in for the regular line. The line I was honestly standing in, in, in this big line that was out there was to get to the expo floor. These were the folks like Jane who wanted to go and do the shopping and who wanted to get in immediately and check out everything that's on this big expo floor. And the people that wanted to get into the panel that I wanted to go to, they, they'd already been in. Like they, they got there super early or stayed overnight and went in and um, they were already in and that door had already shut. Somehow I found the right sweet um, security guard and I explained the whole story to him. And I was like in tears literally because I was just so confused and didn't know what to do. And um he went ahead and scanned my badge and let me in. And I made it into the panel that I wanted to by the skin of my teeth and got to see all of it, which was amazing. That being said, from that moment on, I was like, I'm doing my research. I am making sure I don't ever do this again. So that night I learned about the overnight line. I, I, I don't think I slept in my hotel bed the whole weekend because I then went and stayed overnight in these lines so that I was not having this problem. What I learned was once you got in, they would give you a wristband. And so you could leave after you got in. And I was like, okay, well, I'll go in, I'll hang out for a little bit, but then I would like leave and go get breakfast and then come back. Like you had in and out privileges in the overnight line once you got in, but you had to commit to being there overnight. Now, I think they did everything differently for 2019. Um, I had a a media access badge that year, so I didn't have to stand in the overnight line. So I'm not exactly sure how it all worked out. But I have a visual of um, it being the morning of the first day. And they did not let anybody sleep overnight. And it was very early that morning, though. They were letting people come through 
um, to go get mine. You still had to sit in line for a couple of hours before the panels opened, but it wasn't an overnight line. I don't know what we're going to see for 2022 yet um, because they haven't announced it. And because of the COVID situation, I mean, I, I just don't know what they will plan on doing. So we'll have to keep you posted on that. Um, but for as of now, I don't think the overnight thing is such a thing anymore. I, I want to say that that might be a thing of D23 Expo's past, which frankly, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> it was a yeah. lot. I was yeah. going to say, I'm just going to put this out there now. Um, I'm not dedicated enough to stay overnight. Oh, it was a I lot. I am happy to get up and do <laughs> a good old, you know, Bridgetown land opening <laughs> at 2 a.m. with some mimosas. I'm all in, but I at least need a little bit of sleep. I'm not doing overnight. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I will say that right now they do have, if you go to d23.com, D23 Expo, they do have a things to know section at the moment. Um, it's very sparse. And most of the, most of the things say like more information coming summer 2022, mm-hmm. but that, that is going to be the area where they, they make sure you kind of know like what what information do you need to have at the time. And there is a little bit of news there that that I found as I was scrolling this morning. Yeah, let's talk about that. So let's, as we mentioned, you know, we've gone to quite a few expos and things have changed. Things are going to continue to change. So what we think we knew about in the past, there's going to be bits and pieces of nuggets that are going to be the same. Um, however, there are going to be some things that are different. So for 2019, there was was a different process process to get to some of these panels. Um, they did still do a standby queue and they did do a, a, a line a, of some sort for the people that did not get a reservation. But in 2019, they started this reservation process. And Teresa, tell us a little bit about that because you, you waited in and you got the reservations and everything that you were looking for. So tell us how that worked for you. Sure. Uh, so I want to say I looked it up and it was mid-June was when they released the schedule for the most part. Um, so you can kind of see what panels were happening and which which rooms, um, what all the times were on the different days. So that was 11-ish weeks beforehand. So just keep that in mind. We, we don't really know the schedule yet and we won't for a little bit longer. Uh, but once you got the schedule, you could kind of start planning out what what did you want to do? What did you want to go see? What's your What are your priorities? And then about a week beforehand, you could start to reserve some of the panels. Um, and if, if you have, I know we have a lot of Run Disney people who listen to this. Uh, so you'll be familiar with the system. You go <laughs> onto your computer, you open a couple browsers, and you wait to see which one gets you in first. And then when you do that, you have you know, a limited amount of time to start scrolling through and choosing what panels you wanted to go to. And you, when you were picking your panels, you got to reserve, you could reserve it for you and a guest. So if you had somebody who, you know, you, if you, that you were traveling with, you still had the opportunity to kind of make sure that you both could do these panels together. But it was the wild west there. It was just luck of the draw. Who got in first, what panels you could get, um, including, I think you could get one of the big hall D 23 or like the, the signature panels. And you could get, I think one of those per day, but you could get one for every single day if you got in early. And there were people who just happened to not get in as early and could not get any. 
I was a very, very lucky participant in all this. And I remember I got everything I wanted. Um, I had no issues booking all of my panels. But I know some who literally logged on at the same time I did and got nothing. Mm. <laughs> so it's it very, is, it's very Run Disney esque. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. So if you've done this with Run Disney, it's it's cue it was what they used last year. I think that's what they used for tickets this year. So it'll it'll feel very familiar if you've if you've experienced that for any of Disney's you know big events. So what change are you seeing on the horizon for this year? So for this year, uh, as like I said, as scrolling through, um, and they have this this little blurb at the top, and it says, here are some new things for 2022. And this one stood out to me. Attendees will be able to secure advanced reservations for select panels and experiences through a new random selection process closer to the event. Um, they do expand a little bit more on that. Um, and so it, the, there's a little bit down. If you look at advanced reservations, um, it says guests who have activated their badges will be able to submit preferences during a designated time prior to D23 Expo. Reservations will then be randomly distributed based on preferences and availability. For guests who do not get advanced reservations for their preferences, standby queues will be available for most panels and experiences. So that sounds to me like it's a lottery. Yes. Um, and they did this for the last Star Wars celebration. And it's it's similar kind of thing. It's it's luck of the draw of what you get and what you don't get. Um, and it, we're that's all the information they've given us so far. So I know we were having a chat before before we started recording, kind of wondering, so uh, how can you like for me? Parks and Resorts is like my number one panel that I want to go to every every year or every time they have this. Like Parks and Resorts is my panel. But do I only want to put that as like my big panel that I want to go to and hope that that's what happens? Or should I put some of the other big panels that they have? And But if I do that, do I risk not getting Parks and Resorts because they give me one of the other ones? Right. <laughs> I don't know how it's going to work out just yet. Um, we yeah. don't. We don't. So this was my question, because when I hear that, I follow sorority TikTok. And so I'm immediately thrown into like, is there a method? If, if, I, if I put this as a preference, does it mean I can't get anything else? Like, how, how does this work? If I rank it lower, does that work against me? Um, although, to be quite honest, I honestly have no idea what's going on. So... <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so I'll say with I think with this, we just kind of like I said, it's a wait and see until it gets a little closer. Um, and we find out, you know, how exactly this process is going to work. But if you do not get in with these advanced reservations, I don't want anybody to feel like they are out of luck. That that's not that is not the case. Like you will not just because you don't get a reservation for a panel doesn't mean you won't be able to go just like in the days of fast pass when you could, you know, booking fast pass ahead of time just because you don't get one doesn't mean you can't do that attraction. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's still going to be the standby option. It, obviously, we all hate standby. We want our fast passes back. But, uh, but you know, it, that is going to be an option for you. And also, I can say, I am confident in that there is so much cool and different things happening for all of Expo that even if you got shut out of every panel that you really wanted, um, you are still going to have a fa fantastic, fabulous time if you choose to make it such. And honestly, if there's nothing else there that you really want to do or you're just not into anything else that's there, look, Disneyland is like a mile away. 
you can take a $5 Uber and you'll be at the happiest place on earth. And trust me, there's nothing wrong with that either. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, let's see, we've talked a little bit about um, things like getting into these panels. But first and foremost, are there any tickets left? Can you still buy tickets for D23 Expo? You can still buy some tickets. So um, I took a look the other day because I saw a lot of people asking about tickets and it looks like there are tickets available for Friday and there's tickets available for Sunday. There's nothing for Saturday. And then the three day tickets that cover all of it, I think are completely sold out. They are. And there is one other thing to note is um, they changed this process in 2019 to uh, basically a badge activation system. So they send out your badges. I purchased a ticket. They'll send me my badge. When I get that badge, up until I activate it, I could have put that badge in anybody's name. Once I activate it in my name, it's my badge and it's non-transferable and you can't, you know, you can't give them to somebody else or do anything along those lines. That's, that's how it worked in the past. Now, the difference may be that this year, one, another thing that they changed for 2022 was that everybody has to be a D23 member. You didn't have to be one in the past. This year, you do have to be one. Now, there's a free option, which I am a free D23 member, and Jane is a free D23 member. Oh, yeah, um, because they made me become one. Because they made you to become one so that you could buy your ticket, right? So my thinking right. <laughs> is that if you are going to sell your badge to somebody else, or if you are looking to pick up a badge from somebody else once they actually uh, get, get sent out, that is something that I think you're still going to have to do is become a D23 member. That could also, though, trip up this whole idea of selling your badge to somebody else before activation. They may not allow that because they have it connected to the purchaser's D23 member status already. So so I do have, there's news on this. Okay, on the, the, you got that. No website also. I got Excellent. you with this. Excellent. So again, this is on there. Things to know for 2022, one of the top things they put on there, it says you will be able to easily transfer your additional guest badges to your family and friends who will be attending with you. A little more detail on that is basically once the same what Patty was saying, once they send out the badges, you know, they have this activation system and they will still be doing that. Um, so it says that, you know, it does say ticket purchasers will be required to enter an email of the guests they are assigning ticket to. And this email must be associated with a D23 member account. Perfect. Um, and that can still be the free account. The other thing to note is, you know, Patty and Jane, they are both free D23 members. I have, I'm a gold member and I did that specifically back for 2019's D23 Expo because at the time the savings for for tickets was the equivalent of being a gold member and mm-hmm. so I was like all right well I'm going to you know if I'm already going to be paying that difference anyway for the gold member ticket versus the free ticket I'll just go be the gold member and then have if you're a gold member essentially the main benefit is there is like a gold member priority queue where if you don't get into a panel you want the gold member and the guest can go stand in that queue and they'll get let in first before they go to the regular standby mm-hmm. line. If you are a gold member and you purchased any tickets at the gold member discount price, the your ticket, like you still have you your ticket is yours. Um, or you would that that 
you cannot transfer like the primary gold member ticket. If you purchase an additional ticket, that one can go to anybody else. Oh, okay, good but to know. The gold member ticket purchaser will be able to assign all tickets purchased except for the one that must remain in their ownership. Okay. Okay. Well, there you go. That is the rundown on that. I I was hopeful that um, there was transferability as long as you were also a D23 member. That was I figured that was going to be their kicker as they want to beef up those numbers. So um, you do still have to be a D23 member to, to transfer these tickets. Um, where is D23 happening? I mean, we've kind of glossed over that, but where is this happening, Jane? It is happening at the Anaheim Convention Center. Awesome. Yes, yes that is Yay! correct. <laughs> why isn't it at Orlando? Why aren't why, when is it going to be in Orlando? What what's what's up? Why why can't they do it at Walt Disney World? It would make more sense. This is the this is the thing that happens every single year with D23. People always want to know why not Orlando? Because uh, Disneyland is better. <laughs> One hundred percent. I think there's a lot of reasons why they they do it um, in there, and part of it, at least from the entertainment standpoint side of things, which is how I view a lot of D twenty three. I think you just have so many more available um, big wigs in the entertainment industry, like they're in LA. It's probably easier for scheduling to get them to come to this thing um, than trying to haul them off to Orlando. Um, you know, it's just like proximity of all the movie theaters and all the movie stars. Right. So that could factor in a small way. There's things like um, the archives, the Disney archives are all there and it'd be much easier to transport across town than to transport across the country. Um, Also, I don't know that there's any place on Walt Disney world property that actually has big enough, um, you know, space to hold an expo like this, except for ESPN wide world of sports. And as somebody who's gone to multiple D 23 expos, I just can't see how that would translate. Like I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. So then it would have to be held off property, like at you know what is there? I'm sure there's the Orlando more, Convention Orlando Center. Convention yeah. Center, yeah, Orange County Convention Center. But then Center. you mentioned, yeah, but then you mentioned the same kind of thing, the proximity. Yes. Like, the great thing about Anaheim is the, the theme parks are right there, too. right there. So you so, don't have that. So much. yeah, it just makes sense that that it's going to be continued to be happening there in um, in in Anaheim. But then also there is you went to like the mini D23 Expo, Teresa, um, this past November. So they do do that like every other year when D23 isn't happening. Correct. And off years, they do Destination D, which is a a mini. It's still, I think this year was another one where you had to be a D23 member to go. So it's like, it's the mini fan event. Um, And the main difference is where D23 Expo, it's multiple days and you can, you know, you have panels happening in all these different rooms. Destination D usually has a, a singular topic that things are focused around. And if you get your ticket, you can go to all the panels. Like they're all in the same room. Mm-hmm. You you can attend anything you want to attend. So that is something to know if we're talking about D23 Expo. And it feels a little overwhelming to you when you don't like the fact that until until like a week beforehand, you don't know what your experience is going to be like. Check out Destination D because it's you you get your ticket and you get to to attend everything. So if that sounds more your speed, keep an eye out for when they start to announce information about that. So the next one, they now now D23 Expos are in odd years. So you're going to be, or 
D23 Expos are even years. Sorry. (laughs) Even years. (laughs) I know time. D23 Expos are in even years. So Destination Ds will be for the odd years over. And they they are always at Walt Disney World in Florida. Yeah, so there is something for you Floridians or the folks that are on the East Coast who can't make it out there. Uh, and it also sounds like while it's still a large event, it's a, um, I don't know, more um, intimate affair. Uh, basically, when I was watching Diz Twitter, which of course is like a kind of like microcosm of the Disney fandom, um, it felt like a lot of the folks that I was seeing at Destination D um, were able to connect um, and and have a little bit more experiences together. I feel like D23 Expo is just like that on steroids. And so it might be a little bit harder to, you know, line things up and to get together with people. But um, you see a lot of people in passing as you're going from you one sure panel to do. another. <laughs> you sure, you sure do. You sure do. Uh, so yeah, so th- there is that option. So that's where it is. It's it's in California. It's every other year. And it used to be on odd years, but thanks to COVID, it's now switched and we flipped the script and it's going to be on even years. So we've got it in 22 if you watch all of this rundown, um, by the way, since we're all three going to be there, you know we're going to bring this topic up a couple of times over the course of the next um, couple of months. And then when we're there, we're going to do some live reporting for you guys and um, give you all the details of, of the cool things that we are seeing. Um, all of that's going to happen um, you know, over the course. Of, and it, it might get you hyped. It might get you really excited. And you might think, I'm going next year. No, you're not. <laughs> you're going every other year. <laughs> the next one won't be until 2024, right? So keep that in mind. It's an every other year kind of thing. Um, Teresa, what is your favorite D23 Expo moment or moments? Or let's talk about like why we are so excited about it. Because for me, my origin story with D23 Expo is like I said, I just followed my blogger friends who were all there one year and I thought I would really like that. I should probably try it. I should probably go to that. I was kind of getting interested in Disney bounding more and in cosplaying more and um, cons, but I'm not like, I really love Marvel, but I don't know everything about everything about every comic book that's out there. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm geeky, but not that geeky. Right. And so I wasn't sure if like a comic con or something along those lines was someplace that I would feel comfortable or that I would fit in. But obviously Disney, anything and everything Disney, like I adore and love and embrace. So that's how I got myself talked into going to this thing. But there was one particular moment (laughs) at my first D23 Expo that sealed the deal. I mean, not to make not to be dramatic or anything, but it kind of changed my life and the trajectory of the way things have happened um, going forward. So uh, do, do you have, you don't have to be as dramatic as I am, but do you have an experience or a moment or a couple of moments or anything that you're good fond memories from D23 Expo um, to kind of give everyone an idea of like what you can expect or the expect the unexpected or, you know, just what could happen at these events. Yes. So I know for me, this was D23 Expo 2017, I think was my, that was like one of the big Disney events, first big Disney events I did. Um, So I'll say number one, I just really love the fact that 
I do get to see so many people that I have connected with over the years, like at these big events. And then for a lot of the, the California or West Coast based people, it's my only chance to really see them. Um, and I kind of plan my Disneyland trips usually all kind of coincide around D23. So for me, it's a chance to just get into that part of Disney history. Um, but I, I love... And I think some people can relate to this. So you kind of think about, you know, one of the reasons a lot of people like going to see movies in theaters is to kind of have that collective experience of everybody hearing news or seeing things happen together for the first time. And there's just a really great energy uh, when things are being announced. Um, and you have people, sometimes you might feel like you're the only one who specifically nerds out about something. And then something will be announced and like kind of everybody together it's just like wait what what then it's it's just a great chance to like nerd out with other people who are doing it at the same level as you um i do and i think there's some like specific things that stand out to me was it's a little bit of a womp womp because some of the exciting things that happened in the last one did, did not come to fruition mm. so the parks and resorts Parks and Resorts panel. I feel so mm -hmm. bad for, for 2019. A lot of, for better or worse, a lot of things that got announced just kind of got, got wiped off because of, you know, budgets are a little different right now. But I remember when they were talking about the, um, the Mary Poppins attraction that mm -hmm. was supposed to be coming to Epcot, you know, as they were making that announcement, they start playing Step in Time. And then you have Dick Van Dyke coming out. And like, nobody knew that was going to happen. It was just such a great, you know, who, Everybody loves Dick Van Dyke. Everybody like, loves Dick Van Dyke. Out, it was just like it was just such like a joyous moment. Um, and, and being there for that was just really. I I thought that was a really special moment. Um, you also literally never know who you are going to run into, and I say literally because also in 2017 or in in 2019. No, this is 2019. Sorry, in 2019, as I was rounding a corner, just not really paying attention to where I was going bumped into someone and, you know, go to apologize and look up and up and up because I had run into one of the Lopez brothers. Oh, <laughs> the so NBA, you know, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Robin. I did not, I didn't know who they were at the time. So yeah. it just didn't connect that. That's who it was. But like, you know, a few months later realizing I was like, Oh, <laughs> that's, I literally ran into like an NBA player who loves Disney. And it was just like things like that. You're like, you literally never know who you might run into. Well, and that is that is the truth. Yeah. So speaking of that, I have these are my stories. Um, and this did happen. Actually, I think all of it happened that first D23 Expo that I went to. Um, but there's others. There's other moments, whatever. But these are just the ones that, like I said, like cemented into my like, as long as I have money to throw at Disney. I'm saving it for D23. Like that's where I want to spend it because of these experiences I had. So after that whole um, story that I told you before, trying to get into the panel um, of the legacy, the legacy, um, the legends panel, that's, that's where they uh, announce and they give all these big stars um, their, um, their handprints that go up at the Disney lot. It's, it's a big deal. And it's a very cool. And um, that first year, I think that first year was Susan Lucci and Johnny Depp showed up. And anyway, it was, it was so, so crazy and cool. So after I left the panel from on that high, I wandered out onto the expo floor and much like you, I kind of like rounded a corner and almost ran into somebody. And when I looked up, you know what I saw? What'd you see? This crazy ass earring hanging off of this fool's <laughs> head. 
And I was like, oh my gosh, it's you. And he was like, oh my gosh, it's you. And we just kind of laughed and whatever. And so I asked him if I could take a picture. And sure enough, it was it was Joe Road. So uh, that was very cool. I was like, oh, I just ran into like my first Imagineer. How wild is this? I had literally been on the expo floor for like 10 minutes and that happened. So that was that was awesome. Well, and I have so I have another one because you mentioned that. Um, and so it wasn't something at the time that I realized how special it was. Um, but so 2017, I think the very last panel I did, um, or one of the last ones, it was like the Legends of Imagineering panel. And so they had, you know, obviously Legends of Imagineering. And I distinctly remember, you know, as Marty Sklar, that was the very first time mm-hmm. I ever got to hear him speak and kind of got to see him at an event. It was, it was just great hearing his stories. Um, if you... He's, you know, he literally is the legend of Disney, Disney Imagineering. Um, and then it was about, it was within like the next two weeks after that is when he passed away. So looking back, it's, you know, that was like the last big event he did. That's the last time he really spoke publicly. Um, and so for me, just thinking about, you know, I getting a chance to hear these Imagineers, and I've talked about before, the, the archive stage is where I'm at, but getting a chance to hear these people talk about the things they've created and, you know, the, the work they've done that they're so passionate about, it's, it's just a rare opportunity to hear that directly from them. Um, so I, I love that these events give you that opportunity that you might never have otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's just kind of cool. And then I am such a, a celebrity, like, fandom type person. Like, I, I'm not obnoxious in that I won't, like, hunt people down and take selfies with them or ask them for stuff or whatever. But I do love to see them, even if it's from afar um, kind of situation. So the next very, very cool experience that I had that same evening was um, I had a one of the, the girls that I knew through blogging circles had a connection to Club 33 at the time. And she invited a whole bunch of us for a very late night dinner at Club 33. And uh, as we were waiting to be taken up to to dinner, uh, Tony Baxter was standing there and he was, you know, talking. Of, he had a group of people with him and he was trying to get in to go to the, the, the la- he didn't have a reservation apparently, but they were trying to fit him in and trying to make it work for him. And I was like, oh, of course they are. I mean, he's Tony Baxter, right? So I saw him. Um, and then when we did go upstairs, as we walk in, I walk past a table and sitting at the table, like, literally wiping his mouth and putting his napkin down and getting ready to stand up and leave is Dick Van Dyke. And I was like, wow, I just saw Dick Van Dyke finish his meal. It's so magical, (laughs) but it was really cool because I never in my wildest dreams thought I'd be in the same room with, you know, Dick Van Dyke of all people. Um, And then when we sat down at our table, I looked up and across uh, like, honestly, the next table over right across from us was Sean Astin and his family. Now, super weird, random side note, but I adore Sean Astin. Obviously, I'm a child of the 80s, so I grew up on his movies, and he's just always kind of been around and been there, and, and I've just always loved him. Rudy is num- is one of my number one favorite movies. I cry every single time I watch that show. Um, but through Run Disney and through blogging circles, I actually have had probably like seven or eight interactions where I've actually spoken to him, like sat and had conversations and um, spent not time with him, but you know what I mean? Like I've, I feel like, I feel like I know a little bit about Sean Aston. Okay. Like on a real level, not just on what we've read or what we've seen on social media. And he's a really great guy. He also completely personality wise in a lot of ways reminds me of my husband. And I came home after the first time I met him and I was like, Rob, I found your new best friend. 
it's Sean Astin. And Rob's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, no, really. If we could live next door to the Astins, like, I seriously think these two would just like be besties and they would get into all kinds of trouble. But um, anyway, just so, so funny. But sure enough, we sat down and there he is across the table. And um, he got up at one point and we had, a couple of us had gone outside to see if we could see Fantasmic from the um, balcony out there. And he watched it with us. And when he came in, he came over to our table and took pictures with anybody that wanted a picture and was like teasing us about what we were eating and stuff. And I mean, he was just like so chill and nice, but you know, also he knew obviously that we knew who he was and he wasn't, you know, he wasn't going to ignore it, even though he was completely with his family and none of us were going to get up and like go into, you know, interrupt his family time or anything. But, um, he was just very gracious and very cool. So that was kind of like my, I just had this trifecta of celebrities, um, all at once in that one night. And it was really neat. Um, so for somebody like me, that was kind of a cool, and that's something that you, you, you don't get, um, except outside of, you know, D23 Expo, you get a lot of you, honestly, if you're paying attention, if you're looking for it, you can probably run into some pretty, uh, famous fangirl fan guy moments because they are there. They are, they are out there. Um, and a lot of them are, you know, Disney fans themselves. Chris Evans has come to these things and he has literally stood on stage and said, hi, let's go to Disneyland. Why are we here? You know, that kind of thing. Um, so it always makes me laugh that um, they're just like us, right? Celebs just like us. They love Disney too. <laughs> but my one moment, my moment that changed everything, the moment that I always remember and that I always talk about and that... Um, kind of has just made D23 Expo an experience for me to have as long as I can put up with it, um, is the moment that we went to the live action panel. I did basically sleep on a concrete floor with no pillow, no blanket, no nothing. It was freezing. It was miserable. It was like the best of times, the worst of times experience that you know you could have. But I, I slept out overnight to make sure that I got into this panel. Um, it was the live action movie panel. So this was where they were showing clips of all of the live action movies that were coming out um, in the next year or two. And finally, I mean, we saw at that one, um, I can't even remember who all was out there. The only one that I, like I said, this like, this is the one moment that was like the impact on me um, was when Marvel came out and this was early in my Marvel fandom, I was still at that much at that point, very much a star Wars, star Wars girl. Um, but Marvel was creeping in there. Marvel was, was getting my attention by quite a bit. And, um, so this took me completely by surprise on how I reacted. And it's kind of touches on what you said earlier, Teresa, about how being in the same room with people who react the same way you do, there is something wild about this. This was the first time that I ever understood, uh, you know, those way old, you know, um, clips of girls like crying when the Beatles or when Elvis is on stage and they're just like so emotional and they're so freaking out. I remember like growing up going, why are they doing that? That's so dumb. And I'd like make fun of my mom. I was like, did you act like that? And she was like, well, I didn't, but I, I definitely know why they did. I mean, that was like, they were so, so they were so big. And if you were in that moment and you were right there watching them play in front of you, that's probably how I would have reacted. And I was like, oh, you're crazy. You know, anyway, so I got it. I finally like it sunk in and it made sense. And this is when I officially decided I was a fangirl. Um, 
we are watching the Marvel panel and Kevin Feige comes out and he's like, you know, we got this little movie coming out. It's called civil war and everyone kind of goes crazy. And he's like, so I didn't, I couldn't show up and talk about it by myself. So I brought somebody over here from Germany to talk to you. Everybody goes crazy. And it's Anthony Mackie who is Falcon and Falcon comes out and everyone's still like, you know, people went crazy, but you know, it's like, you know, just we're sitting in our seats clapping going, Oh yay, Anthony Falcon, Anthony Mackie. Yay. You know, and he has this little discussion and he tells us a little bit about the movie. And then he's like, but I mean, I couldn't come over here all by myself, could I? And everyone immediately starts roaring and he starts, you know, he spits out that he also brought Captain America with him. And Chris Evans, y'all, Chris Evans in the flesh walks out on stage in this tight blue sweater that has just been burned into my brain for forevermore. Uh, Chris Evans in the blue sweater. It is a sight to behold. And he walked out and he was so excited. And he admitted, he was like, my family loves Disney. I love Disney. He was like, Disney is my slice of heaven. He was like, I'm just like you guys. I'm watching YouTube videos of other people's vacations when I have a bad day because <laughs> that's how you know Disney means to me. And so to be part of the Disney Marvel family is a big deal. And I'm so excited to be here and whatever, whatever. But the whole reaction of everybody in that room when Chris Evans came out on stage and said these words to us as fellow Disney fanatics, it just clicked. It hit. Um, the girl I was standing next to, I like dug my, my fingers into her arm the entire time. I was screaming my head off. Her husband was like, I can't hear anything, Patty. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I can't help it. Completely took me by surprise. I did not expect to have this kind of reaction at all, at all. And there I was acting like, you know, the teeny boppers when Elvis came out. Anywho, that is my big moment. And that is the, what has like sealed it for me that I wanted to go back and keep going back because where else can you get that kind of experience? And it was, again, that experience with all those people and everybody in the room felt the same way when Chris Evans came out on stage. It was amazing. Even my friend's husband was like, oh yeah, man, that, that man's hot. And that was amazing. <laughs> I was like, see, it's not just us, right? And he was like, oh no, it's not just you. <laughs> so um, there's a lot of fun that you can, that can be had in a variety of ways at D23 Expo. But that, that was definitely the one that kind of got my attention and got me coming back year after year. So what are we wearing? <laughs> uh the blue sweater are we gonna go as chris evans i don't know <laughs> no, I it was chris evans just fyi while we're recording this podcast i'm very busy shopping for princess weekend <laughs> wait for princess weekend what are you doing for princess weekend i mean we had a whole conversation that we were gonna dress for yoga as 50th themed and then i just went down a rabbit hole and and now i have a very big shopping cart well excellent i'm so glad that you're paying attention to my chris evans story it was important to me and you're just i heard i heard about his sweater i heard about him watching other people's vacations i got the whole chris evans thing and you know what he does come on vacation all the time here we know that for a fact that's true that's true and i'm still disappointed that you have not like gone out and found him for me while he was here what's wrong with you because i 
always find out after the fact. It's always like five hours later, people are like, Chris Evans is in the park. And I'm like, oh, I can't get a park reservation or like I'm very busy or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What are we going to wear? Teresa, you are the queen of Disney bounding. And I know you put a lot of effort and thought into this. So I absolutely know you have some thoughts. What are you thinking about for your D23 Expo outfits this year? I have, yeah, so I have started putting them together slightly. I'll say the great thing about D23 Expo um, that I love compared to regular Disney bounding in the parks is I think D23 Expo is where if you have something that might be like a little more obscure, this is the place to try it out. This is the place where people will see that and kind of get what you're doing. Um, So I've been... I, I don't want to reveal any of them are yet, but I have a few, a few things in mind. Um, but so I'll say in the past, I have done outfits. So I did my my Dapper Marvel. So it was Captain Marvel, but like Dapper themed. Um, I did one that I called like Mickey Goes to Work, and so it was like Mickey Mouse um, Disney bounding, but it was specifically with like what clothes I would wear to the office. <laughs> um, and I did a tropical hideaway. Um, so you know. Themed, themed after a, a dining location. <laughs> so it's a great chance to, to do, or even some like mashups, like they're, the outfits other people put together are absolutely amazing because you do have the hardcore, like the Disney founders, the cosplayers. There is every year they do have a big, big event um, called Masquerade where people do just create fantastic costumes um, and they'll just things that you wouldn't even imagine. Like they'll do, there was one girl who did one, one year it was for big thunder mountain railroad. And it was, she was literally like, she was big thunder. Like the entire track was like part of her outfit and it was 3d. It was amazing. Uh, So if you are, if you're into costumes and into, into the fashion, make sure you, you check out masquerade, but really any any aspect of disney that you can come up with like there's a chance for you to wear wear an outfit that represents it um and like i said if you've never disney bounded before great opportunity to to try it out and see how it feels what day does that masquerade happen i don't know if they've announced it yet um okay. i'm trying to remember i know they usually have masquerade i think the actual masquerade is early on in the it's one of the earlier days because they will have like you can they'll later on like when they present the winners it'll be later on in the weekend so they don't do it I don't think they do it all at the same time but they have um, the center stage which is where that the center stage is kind of like in the middle of the the expo floor so you don't need tickets for that one and that's where they'll have like they'll show off like some of the winners afterwards so oh I just did a little Google search and I now have breaking news. Look at me go. Um, It actually says that the official masquerade will happen on September 9th, but it looks like it's an odd, like a contest that takes place like throughout the year. That is so fascinating. This is way beyond like any sort of my getting up and getting dressed capabilities. 1000%. Let me tell you, like there was a wild Ursula that um, I saw one year that I think like her tentacles took up almost the entire floor when she let them like, you know, she had it, she had it pulled all the way up, but then when she stopped for pictures and put it all out, 
it was, it took up this whole, it took up the whole room. I mean, it was huge. Um, So yes, there's, they, they really do get into the construction of this. This is for serious um, people who have a love of costuming. Um, And it's a big, big deal. And yes, the, the actual like finalist uh, parade that we can all go see takes place on Friday. So that's going to be September 9th. Um, but can you see that without a ticket? Cause we only have tickets for Saturday. Yes. Um, so no, oh. we can't, no, we oh. can't. Uh, yes, that is correct. We only have tickets for Saturday at this point. Um, but no, you cannot uh, go unless you want to go on Friday. So, you know, if we want to buy an extra day ticket, Jane, just let me know and I'll, I'll be happy to go in with you because they are amazing. The other thing though, to know, is that um, I want to say I chose Saturday because typically Saturday is the day where most cosplayers come out. And that's where you're going to see the most costumes um, by the numbers. That's where most people like put their effort into it and come out and spend the whole day. Um, there's that makes sense. Yeah. Friday is a lot of people, a lot of people are still work. working yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, or in school or whatever, but um, yeah, it's, it's really wild on Saturday. Your mind will be blown. Um, all the creativity that's out there and just an FYI for anybody who's not super familiar with it. If you go to D23 Expo and you see somebody who's dressed up, ask them, I always ask for permission, but ask them if you can take a picture if you want one, because they will be happy to pose and give you the right angles and all of that stuff. I mean, that is, they live for that. You know, they really do enjoy it. Um, So you're not going to like, you know, impose on them if you, if you ask for that permission. Um, But I definitely, you know, say, (laughs) and I will say though, if, if there's any days that you don't have tickets, but you still want to see outfits people are wearing, they last in 2019, they did have like a specific schedule for where they were doing right outside of the convention center. Like if you had, they basically encouraged like, you know, when there was Disney princesses one day, it was Marvel. Mm-hmm. I think it might've been star Wars one, but like they encourage, you know, they will do a group photo outside um, of people who have kind of dressed in theme for one of the, you know, so take a chance. If you don't have a ticket for one day, just keep an eye out for when they post that schedule of when they were doing the photos in front of it. And you'll still get a chance to see like the people who are just super into it. Like definitely go and check that out. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And um and it's it's just a lot of fun. Like uh in twenty nineteen I did a series of um Mouseketeer mashups. So I was a Mouseketeer, but uh, the first day I was a princess mouseketeer. I was Sleeping Beauty. I was Aurora. Um, the next day I was um, Darth Vader mouseketeer. <laughs> and then the third day I was Wanda, Scarlet Witch mouseketeer. Um, and they were all so much fun to put together. Uh, but in my case, you know, it wasn't... It, they, they were, it was obvious who I was, but at the same time, it wasn't, you know, like way over the top, like these amazing costumers do. Um, but I had a lot of fun with it. So yeah, I mean, Jane, we can talk about this and we can figure out some, some things to, to put together and we can come up with some cute little outfits and I'm down with that. It's like one of my favorite parts of D23 Expo besides the celeb sightings is, um, dressing up and just kind of having fun with it. And I think it's, you know, look, Adults can do Disney any way that they want to do Disney. And so they're, you know, costumes are not just for little kids. I totally support that. I think that's also why I love Run Disney so much. <laughs> and now I'm yeah. excited that we have yoga outfits that you're putting together for us. Um, I mean, I don't know if they're necessarily for you. I feel like you're going to be like, I am not wearing that. And I'm going to be like, cool, just find something that matches this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um, I might have been searching for like sequins and things. Oh, so, my word. You know, that's that's how yoga will be going, everyone. <laughs> 
Um, and if, if you don't follow me on Instagram, then you don't know that I have a Disney shopping problem. <laughs> and if you do follow me on Instagram, I'm sorry if you've bought anything that I recommend because I know it just never stops. <laughs> <laughs> that That is absolutely accurate. Absolutely. Um, oh, one other thing I want to point out and make a comment on for D23 Expo, anybody that's looking at uh, buying passes or wants to buy them later, if you can you know, score a three-day from somebody else um, in that transfer process, um, just a heads up to know, as we all know, COVID-19 is a pain in all of our booties um, and things are constantly changing. But at this current time, um, D23 has only said that they will follow, you know, what is required in the state and yada, 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 state, local, federal policies, they will be following those requirements. So they haven't come straight out to say what those requirements are. However, you should know that um, D23 Expo is going to fall under what um, the state of California is calling a mega event. And they have a policy specific for COVID-19 for different, you know, different tiers of things. And as an indoor mega event, um, this is conventions, conferences, expos, sporting events, concerts, etc. They're saying um, as of this time, and it again, it could change in the future. And I'm not speaking for D23 Expo. I'm just telling you with the state of California, you know, like if you can follow the dots, you can see how this connects. Um, they are saying that there's a verification of fully vaccinated status or a pre-entry negative test is required of all attendees. Um, that is required by the state. If D23 Expo is following <laughs> all the rules and regulations that they are supposed to be, you can go ahead and put it in the back of your head um, that you are possibly going to need to show that proof of vaccination status um, to attend this event. Yeah, I think the closest, and it'll be interesting, I say keep an eye on what happens um, with San Diego Comic-Con, because mm -hmm. that is a little before, and I'll have another note to say about that after. Um, but so um, Comic-Con in November, they had, you know, the San Diego Comic-Con special event is what they were calling it. And for that, they did require proof of vaccination or a recent negative test. So again, I think that was following, following the protocols in the state at the time. So just kind of keep an eye out on what is happening there. But so as recently as November, that was something that they required. This is happening, you know, in a few months from now. So who honestly, literally, who knows? We don't know. <laughs> we right. don't know. But that's something to, to everything could change. On. But I just didn't want anybody to be taken by surprise that, you know, in your state, or if you've gone to Disney World or whatever, like, that doesn't matter. True. Like, right, a lot of us don't have those kind of requirements where I live, we don't have those kind of requirements. However, um, in California, that is the the situation as of this time. Again, things could change before D23 Expo actually happens. But I just wanted to throw that out as a very important PSA um, if you are looking to attend this event that you should know about. Yes. And um, so like I said, so I keep an eye out. Star Wars Celebration is happening in May. Um, so a few months later, then you have San Diego Comic-Con and then it's D23 Expo. So just keep there's, you know, a, Star Wars Celebration is at is in Anaheim, I believe. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, so you'll be able to like really get a sense of if you watch what happens with with Star Wars, you might be able to kind of get a sense of of how D23 Expo will be set up. 
Yeah, that's a really great tip. If you are curious about how D23 is going to roll out, then definitely keep an eye on what's happening with Star Wars Celebration, uh, because I think it will follow similar protocols and fit similar like lineups and everything since it's run at the same location, right? So um, definitely uh, some some possible you know, letting us know, telegraphing what's going to happen for this event farther down the line. Um, Right now, I'm sure there's more questions. I'm sure you want to know more about D23 Expo or you have specific questions about things that we obviously did not cover because this was kind of a, here's some general information, but also let me fangirl a little bit (laughs) discussion. Um, We just want to start talking about D23 Expo because we know all three of us are going. We're all three excited about it. And it is something that is so cool and probably something that not everybody in the Disney community knows about or understands exactly what it is. So that's what we want to do is explain, break down, you know, any questions, um, try to uh, communicate what happens at these events and why someday in the future you may want to put it on your travel radar. Um, But if you have any questions or if you have any thing else that you want to know, you know where to find us, right? Uh, No Guilt Disney Facebook group. Feel free to pop in there and post away and and ask your questions about it. Um, Before we go though, Teresa, do you have anything else you want to wrap up with? Or Jane, do you have anything that you have a question that we can go ahead and tackle or or answer uh, for you at this time? I don't think so. I mean, I just want to know about merchandise and shopping. Okay. Fair, fair. That I'm also not willing to wait hours and hours for. <laughs> okay, so I will address that quickly, and we'll we'll definitely talk more about this later. Mm-hmm. So D23, they do have three signature stores. So there's the Disney Dream Store, which will have the Expo exclusives. There's Mickey's of Glendale, which is the, the Walt Disney Imagineering Store, which usually has some really cool designs. Um, and then there is the Disney Store, which I'm wondering if they'll just call Shop Disney this time. Um, and so what they did previously, when you were when you were reserving your panel reservations which they call stage passes you could also put in reservations for store passes and kind of get like a reserved block of time to go shopping um and then basically doing that you know you could still you could still do the standby line if you wanted to but those do get very long if you those get very long unless you go first thing in the morning so keep an eye out for store pass um, mm-hmm. but they, so they do, but there's also, um, like the D23, I think it's called like the Expo Emporium, which if you've been to like a run Disney Expo, you know, it's just all the different vendors that are there. Um, and you can usually find some pretty cool, like the things related to Disney history. If you are into pin trading, oh goodness, they have you covered. Like there's pins everywhere, Funko Pops everywhere. Um, I think there've been like a few like comic book areas. If you like are more into like, you know, just the Marvel storytelling, but the D23 Expo Emporium has a lot of, like, they'll, they'll just have a bunch of vendors there if you want to just take a look for some some unique Disney things to add to your collection. Oh, I can't wait. Patty, get ready to spend my money. <laughs> oh, I'll spend your money. <laughs> that does did, sound fun. <laughs> I just did that last weekend with a, a friend of mine, and I was like, you get to come and decorate my house. So it's like you get to do the thing you love, but on my credit card. And she was like... This is fantastic. (laughs) Yep. I'm down for that. I am totally down for that. (laughs) Teresa, anything else that you wanted to throw in? Um, So I think once we get the kind of the schedule out, we'll have much more to say. So I want to mention one thing because this happened before. So the first D23 Expo I went to 2017, um, D23 Expo happened first. 
And then the week after was Comic-Con. Last time in 2019, Comic-Con happened a few weeks earlier, and that's the same this time. San Diego Comic-Con is a few weeks earlier. So I want to say most, I was a little let down by the film panel that they had um, at 2019 at D23 because all of the announcements had been made at Mm Comic-Con. So I would say that's just something to be aware of. Keep an eye, again, we've talked about Celebration and Comic-Con, all these things happening ahead of time. Keep an eye on what gets announced there because as you're trying to decide what panels you want to go to, if you have, you know, if you're trying to figure out what is my like absolute top thing I want to do, um, keep in mind that if a lot of stuff seems to be getting announced at Comic Con, it might be a little lighter on news for for Marvel and like Star Wars related things at at um, D23 Expo. Um, but so then the other thing with that is like the theme this year is kind of around, you know, the 100th celebration of the Walt Disney Company in 2023. So I think we'll be hearing a lot of news about what they want to do as part of that 100th anniversary celebration. So I would say expect a lot of panels to kind of revolve around that. Yeah, um, I would also throw out uh, just a, a, a point to note again if you're like me and um tv and movies are your thing you probably recognize and gotta ask and in fact there's a little um blurb out there recently from our guy bob Iger, the best bob um recently where he kind of mentioned the discussion about like what happened with black widow and the scarlett johansson situation and whatever Anyway, Bob is always class, class, class. But there is going to be at least, well, we don't know that there is going to be. My assumption is that there is going to be a D23 or a D23 Expo panel that is specific to Disney+. Plus. That's oh, what yeah. they did in 2019. It was fantastic. That was one of my favorite panels. It was a great panel. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, but if you start with the Wildcats marching through the crowd <laughs> with the marching band, you know, I was literally standing up and dancing in the press section, which I'm sure like they were like, oh yeah, she's real press over there. And I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. Um, this is why you made me get that Saturday pass, isn't it? The Wildcats. <laughs> it's the Wildcats, man. I'm hoping that they'll be there again. For the they, love of God. <laughs> they, they had a, um, they actually had a, uh, a panel of just the Wildcats. And I went to that and it was adorable. And it was great. And it was our first look at these kids who now, you know, I'm obsessed with and I love them all so much. Uh, so yeah, Wildcats were great. But um, there is a, there was a D23 and then there was a live action. And what will be interesting now in this post-COVID world and the post-Black Widow sitch, right? And the reason I'm saying this is I just read um, this um, interview that Bob Iger did where he talked about it a little bit. And he's basically like saying, I don't think movie theaters are dead. I just think there's going to be a lot more that actually gets released on streaming, either in conjunction with theaters or on streaming instead of theaters. Like there will just be fewer options in movie theaters going forward. But obviously he's like, I don't, I'm not saying that they're, you know, he's not saying that death to the movie industry. He's just saying it's different now. And a part of that is I think studios choices, but then I think also it's, Um, we as a community, we as a world, I have seen so many people who used to love going to movie theaters who are just like, oh no, now that I've like sat on my couch and, you know, watched a first run shows 
fed to me through Disney Plus or through HBO Max or through whatever, I'm fine with that. I would rather do that than spend all the money and get dressed and go out and expose myself to, you know, COVID or even just the common cold or whatever. Uh, Even if it's just the movie theater prices for popcorn, they would just prefer to watch their movies at home. And so he just made a point that, hey, you know, things are changing. So I will be curious to see if it kind of like flip flops, if maybe like some big announcements actually get pushed to like the um, Disney Plus panel that once, you know, we're in live action or if they go back and they condense like live action with, I don't, I don't know. Because they did that. It was, it was all film. Like, like, so it was, was, like, you know, so it was live action, uh, Pixar. And Pixar. Yeah. Like, so they did, Mm -hmm. yeah. So last year, the movies was all one panel. Um, like that kind of, I thought it was kind of a letdown. Disney, Disney Plus panel was where it's at. Also, I'm so happy because you know, who's going to be doing the Disney parks panel this time. I imagine. My boyfriend, Josh, Josh tomorrow. It's going to be Josh. <laughs> I do not have to listen to Bob Chapek talk about Epcot. That's that's like all I want out of this this expo is to not have to listen to him make his commentary on Epcot. Man. And then kill all the projects he announced. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Girl, he was so painful. Um, it was so bad. Yeah. So, yes, I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, and that actually, you know, maybe makes me go, huh, maybe I do need to go ahead and get a Friday and a Saturday <laughs> pass now because I forgot. No, we're going to Disneyland. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's fine. You can just find – you guys can just find me after hours sitting well, in yeah, like you, oh, you no, can. No, oh, no. yeah. So if, if you're not in Expo, you can you can get celebrity sightings. I had a friend who ran into Favreau in Galaxy's Edge, like, oh, you, oh. you know, one night after, after yeah. Expo. So yeah, like, yeah, you, you can run into them in the parks too. Don't uh, worry. They absolutely go and hang out in the parks. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and that's another thing is um, there are going to be just – Discounted Disneyland tickets. These do not go and sell until like May. You can only buy them through the link that you get um, on your confirmation of your um, Disney D23 Expo ticket. So in other words, like that link is not going to be out there floating around. So all of you going, oh, I maybe can get discounted tickets in September, even if I'm not going to D23 Expo. In theory, no, you should not be able to do that. Um, but if you are going to D23 Expo, they are going to offer some discount tickets. We don't know what the discount looks like. We don't That's know. Fun. Yeah, and, yeah. And we don't know what this is going to mean about the park reservations. And we, Disneyland right. has been a little bit of a hot mess. So who Correct. knows? Right. But we will have that discussion for you up and coming when um, those tickets are released and we have a little bit more detail on it. We'll definitely circle back around and touch base Um and get that information out to anybody who may be attending. And if you want more updates, where can people find us? Um, you, As Patty mentioned earlier, you can join us in our Facebook group or you can email us at noguiltdisneypod at gmail.com. And make sure you join us each week-ish on the No Guilt Disney <laughs> podcast because as Patty likes to say... It's no fun to fangirl Chris Evans in his blue sweater alone. (laughs) Bye, (laughs) y'all.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.